I could make a fake snake. You not pee in the pool. You 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 you, you not pee in Tim Duncan. All of myself is clean. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the Hard Mark Podcast, a show where I, Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over thirty years, introduce one match per episode to my co-host, who has never watched wrestling we talk about the backstory we watch the match and then we rank that match on our ever-growing list the purpose of this show is twofold first to see what happens when someone who's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most notable matches and secondly as a window into the mind of my co-host he is the man of a thousand compliments the soul skater the mater d of matt drama the tampa bay topsider the living painting the talent the chic of sofa sleeping flying ryan murphy I always look forward to the the last one. Maybe second to last one. I feel like you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but nice. How's how's your L, L couch uh treating your back? Um I like I feel like I don't have like a base to compare it to anymore. Um, <laughs> you so don't even remember yeah, right. what it was like to sleep in a bed anymore. Yeah. Um Okay. You know, soon enough I'll be able to you know, hopefully Maybe you've been converted. Maybe like from I, now on, you're just going to be a couch guy. It's not comfortable. I know that for sure. I just. <laughs> well, so you have you have cats. Yeah, two of them. Do these cats also sleep on yeah. this couch with you? Yeah. I don't understand. I got why one you... cat that just like sprawls the fuck out on the couch. Just like hands up on his back. Just like could not take up more fucking room. Uh-huh. Uh, that's how he sleeps at night. Uh, right next to me. <laughs> Did you have to have like a come to Jesus meeting with yourself to like be in to like think about this seriously? Like, do I want a bed or do I want a couch? No, I I was I was firm on the couch. Not even a decision. You just just went full couch. It's a studio apartment, and I I liked the layout. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And I didn't want to fuck it up by throwing like a bed in there. You um, didn't think about futon. Futon was not a consideration. That couch that we have is like three thousand dollars. Like. <laughs> Not that you're bragging or anything, Ryan. I didn't wow. buy. I we bought that years ago when I had money. Like <laughs> when, um, I was, when I was a financial wizard. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not gonna like toss that couch. It's a big couch. There's you can sleep on it. Right. Uh, I'm not gonna toss that and get a small shitty futon. Does it have one of like the big like the big uh, wide sort of spots on it? Is it one of those types of couches? No, it's just a big L, but it's like a big couch. Like it's okay. it's big. I'm- and then you take you just take the back cushions off. Uh-huh. Toss them over the side, and then it gives you like you know an extra maybe six inches of room. Sure, I can see that. Yeah, that's okay. where the cat sleeps. <laughs> Got it. That's- so I still don't really have that room, mm-hmm. but the, you know, sure, cats do now. Do you feel? Do you wake up feeling rested? Mm, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time waking up. So I don't. Maybe that's part. Of, maybe it's. Maybe that's a couch issue. I don't. I don't know. It might be a couch issue. I mean, I, you're, you're, you've come too far already. How long you've been sleeping on this couch for now? This is September, like over six months, I think. God damn it! Yeah. I cannot imagine sleeping. I mean, on I don't a couch think it's. I mean, you're, like it's. Yeah, it's not ideal for sure, but. 
By it's really t- not that bad. Like it's not the worst thing ever. Sure, but we so we haven't announced this on the on the podcast yet. Uh, this will be the first time that we're actually saying this out loud. But like you, unless anything changes drastically, you're you're not going to be living in the Seattle region for much longer. Yes, uh, that's the plan. Right. And I guess nothing concrete, but that's the plan. Yeah. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. sure. But by the time that you actually like leave, assuming you do end up going to mm-hmm. Chai Town, uh, the home of Michael Jordan, they call it the Windy City, Ryan. That's what they call it. Yeah. You you will have slept on a couch for almost a full year. That's that's over half of a year by that point. Yeah. I can't imagine the damage, the lasting damage you're doing to the vertebrates in your body. It might be bad. Like I, I it might be bad. Like I'm not saying it's not. I, I don't think it's good for uh, my posture or uh-huh. you know anything in my back. But it's it's what I have to, sure. to work with. Right. I could throw a bed down there, but then yeah. I have no room for my desk. And then you know what do I? I don't remember if we asked this question on the last episode, which we were very graciously hosted. Uh, we're back in Hedonism 4, in case you, you didn't already know that. But last episode, we were graciously being hosted by the fellows at watching it. Hi, guys. Uh, but did, did did anyone ask you, do you have an air mattress? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. You just choose not to. You prefer the couch to the air mattress. Right. I like I like little a little amount of stuff uh-huh. with a lot of space. <laughs> Okay. All right. And if sure. I put an air mattress or a bed, it's going to take up a lot of space and it's going to look... Well, I think know. that's kind of the beauty of air mattresses is that they uh, deflate. I'm not going to roll that thing up every morning. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. That's even... <laughs> you're, you're not working. And you're not in school anymore. Okay. That- those are those are those points are valid, but I, there's still no way. I'm just not that kind of guy. I don't is, have it. Is in your me. boat even functional? <laughs> Did I tell you about the boat? <laughs> well, we've we've had some listener feedback. I think people are sick of hearing about your boat. But are me they? Per- yeah. <laughs> me personally, you know what? Yeah, Hit yeah. me with some boat stuff. What's going on uh, with the boat, Ryan? So, <laughs> I took it out. Um, I just got it back, and I, you know, I'd paid significant amount of money to get it working right. again. I mean, not a significant amount of money for for you know a guy who's got very expensive couches, but for most <laughs> people, it would be a significant amount yeah, of money. Sure, yeah. continue. Um, and so started right up, worked great. I got <laughs> out to the middle of the lake. I was on Lake Stevens. It's not a huge lake, but wait, when was this? Last week. Oh, okay. No, I definitely haven't heard this story. Oh, okay. okay, this yeah. sounds eerily similar to when you got stranded in Lake Union. It wasn't like, you know, it was like Washington. But okay. They I apologize. Connect, sure. Right. You know, at Got a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I took it out there and like it was running great. And I was like, I don't even know if I want to sell this boat anymore. I've had such a good time already. <laughs> and then I'm going and I try to like pull the throttle back. Yeah. Pop it into neutral so I can like sit. And it doesn't react to my like throttle <laughs> at all. <laughs> so it is full fucking speed. I have this pinned down. And which is there's not that many people on the lake and like I have room to like navigate, but I'm like, shit, I can't, I have no control over this right now. Like, and okay. so, so I'm going the and I'm visual like, is so it was, hilarious it was, to me. At, initially it was like, I'm, it was concerning. <laughs> I was, but I just started like, I looking like, for really cool ramps <laughs> that you could hit. Yeah. I, I, so I, I just shut the engine off um, and it did shut off and I wasn't sure it was going to, I, who the fuck knows what this boat at this point, you know, sure, yeah. Things just don't tend to work on this boat. Um, <laughs> right. So right, I right. shut it off and it did turn off. And then I'm sitting there. I don't have the kicker engine hooked up. I don't know what that means, but okay. That little small engine to like put me back. I don't have it hooked up. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I have to get this boat back into the dock. And I'm like, I have to do this now. I'm not going to sit out here and fuck around. Um, but there's a huge no wake area where you go back into the dock, which means you're not supposed to have your boat going over a certain speed because you'll 
create wake on the other boats that are sitting uh-huh. ashore. And the residents don't like it. You look like a huge asshole like to everyone who's coming out of the dock. That's just a huge no-no with boats. Sure, yeah. But I come like fucking flying in because I am full speed and I have no control over the throttle. Like, uh-huh. And I'm hoping by the time I get to the dock, the boat will still shut off with just the key since I have no control over the throttle. <laughs> Uh, and like I said, I am like full speed, full wake ahead and I, I shut it off and it did shut off and I had to drift myself back to the dock. <laughs> um, what would the, what would the plan have been had you not been able to shut your boat off with, with the key? So I left my, <laughs> I left myself enough room where I would hopefully be able to turn the boat. But if not, like, I think I would have had to have, I either have to, I'd probably try to disconnect the gas first. Uh huh. If not, I'd probably have to pull the motor out of the water and it would destroy the motor. <laughs> but if I was going full speed and I had no other options, I'd try, yeah, I'd, I'd try to disconnect the gas first. And So there wasn't ever a possibility that you were just going to go full speed into a pier at any point? I mean, it's not, it's not like, it's a sketchy situation because like if I have to disconnect <laughs> the gas, I have to go to the back of the boat and like pull this thing out from the actual engine. It uh. wouldn't have been like an easy, I was alone, like... <laughs> It was not a bit of an easy maneuver, but, uh, and like if there was more boats out, like could have been really, cause I have, then I have no control of the steering wheel and like, sure. uh, it could have been, it could have been bad, but luckily the, it did turn off. Well, I'm, um, glad, I'm but glad you made it. We got it fixed. Oh, again. Okay. I took it back in. I called the guy. I was like, cause he told me like <laughs> what was happening is when I turned the boat back on, it was idling at full power. Uh-huh. So, you know, and I, I told, don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's running really loud. Yeah. I told, and he told me like when I, you pick the boat up. He's like, it's idling a little high. And I'm like, I brought it back. I'm like, that's not, that's not fucking cool. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I can't even. You have really bad customer service experiences. He's no, he's a great guy. And, okay. and it's, right. I, I, maybe cut that part out. Cause like he, he, <laughs> he told me, he's like, he's like, he's the one person you told about this podcast. <laughs> he's like, None bring it back in. Um, yeah. And he fixed it and he charged me an hour's worth of labor to actually fix a major issue in that engine. Okay. Uh, Cause I've taken my boat there so many times. Um, and he, so I'm picking it up tomorrow. That's then. Here we go. Yeah. So, so the heavy hooker lives basically. I don't know. We'll see tomorrow when I take it out. Like, okay. Well, I, I mean, no, I mean, I thought I was going to live last time. Look what the fuck happened. Like Heather, I'm done with that boat. Like <laughs> Heather was wanting, like she was like, Eric, you need to talk to Ryan so we can make make a trip out on the boat. The more stories I hear about this boat, this sounds like a real death trap. I'm not sure she wants to get on that boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure she doesn't. <laughs> yeah. The more I hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys are welcome to take it out for a little crew, but I'm not sure she wants to. I have to double check my yeah. life insurance policy yeah. before I do that. <laughs> I don't have insurance on it either. So is that, is that legal? That doesn't sound legal. Uh, I think if you're not financing the boat, you can take it out without insurance. If you don't have what? If you're not financing the boat, oh. you can take it out without insurance. Really? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, before we get into our, our wrestling talk here today, uh, that, that went in a different direction that I didn't expect heavy hooker talk. Wax poetic. Wax poetic. I did, didn't expect, uh, you know, talk about Ryan's vertebrates and his, and his couch situation for, for quite that long, but it was what it was. <laughs> I think it was good. I think the people are really clamoring for more, you know, couch talk, yeah. uh, heavy hooker <laughs> banter, et cetera. I discovered something recently I want to get your opinion on. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about kink shaming? Kink shaming? Yeah. I. So I, I know, like, I, like what in what context? Like, I know what it is. I just, like, what do you, like, that's, like, shaming people for sexual their sexual. Kinks. Right. But, like, what do you mean? How do I feel about it? Like, Are you, so, so I'm not, like, I, I won't, you know, point to somebody on the street and be like, hey, you're a, you're a freak. 
you're a piece of shit. Like, but I, like, I don't how would do that. You, like, what, what, why in the street? How would you even know? Well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just giving you an example, Ryan. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm actually like, there's, this is a, a based in reality. I'm just, so, so the reason I asked uh-huh. is because I came across a kink recently that I found to be completely bizarre. Uh-huh. I had no idea this was a real thing before. Um, but, but me personally, I don't have a problem casting aspersions on people who have kinks that are very strange to me. You don't have a problem. Doing I don't that. have a problem with that. I will look down upon someone who, <laughs> uh, who I find out has kinks yeah. that are too weird for me. Yeah. Like I, I will treat them respectfully. Yeah. And like, I don't know that I know anyone in real life. You just talk behind their back. Oh, I absolutely would. I I will 100%. Like, if I found out that, like, you were into, like, Asian ball busting, I would for sure talk shit about you behind your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I fully admit that. Okay. So, okay. So, with with that established, where do you fall on kink shaving now? But is that, like, more talking about, like, the kink itself or, like, the person who's engaging in this? Well, I think it goes hand in hand. I mean, there's going to be – yeah. I mean, I think you – there's – there's a degree or spectrum of kinks <laughs> and like they get yeah. like, you know, I'm not, yeah, I think everyone can like do, it's, you know, do whatever you want with your partner. That's, I, I, I don't know. Like, but would but, you make fun of them for it? If you found out about it, I that? think I've made fun of like particular kinks. <laughs> do you have any yes. off the top of your head? You can think of that you've made fun of. There's, there's so, there's so, there's so fucking many. Like oh, yeah, there's something there's like me and Greta, like probably have like talked about mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know off the top of my head, but, because it's not really like we we don't do it often. <laughs> like this kink shaming doesn't come up often, but like sure. we've talked about like certain sexual acts that are like you know probably outside of um, what we're willing to participate in. Sure, right outside of polite society, yeah. outside of what most people would probably you know endeavor. But if you're like if two people, I guess are like totally down. I guess that's that's a nice thing for them. Like <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. It's like hey, especially if you can find somebody that's like right, into the same right. weird ass fucking shit as you. Like hey, go for it, whatever. It's yeah. you know your life. Yeah. Um, the reason I bring this up, what was it? I was, that's right. I remember what it was. I was looking up. Okay. So let me take you a little, little mm-hmm. step back before we kind of get You're, into what we, <laughs> I'm going to get okay, to that. Okay. So Heather and I were having a conversation, um, about like childhood foods, Lunchables specifically. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you remember, I'm sure you have very fond memories of Lunchables Absolutely. as a, as a young lad, but then that conversation transitioned over to, to Dunkaroos. Remember Dunkaroos? Mm, I feel like I know the name, but I don't recall. Like, so Dunkaroos was basically like these little cookies. They uh, were branded with kangaroos and stuff like that on them. But basically, they were these little cookies, and they give you a little pouch or a little, I don't know, a little divot mm. <laughs> filled with like frosting, either vanilla or chocolate okay. frosting, and you would dunk the cookie into the frosting, and like it was a little little treat, okay, little little snack treat thing, mm-hmm. uh, and so like. I was curious, do Dunkaroos exist? And so I went on Amazon, and and lo and behold, they do. And then as I was looking through Dunkaroos, you may not be familiar with this brand. There's a very famous chef. She does desserts. Her name is uh, Christina Tosi. I think I'm pronouncing her name Mm -hmm. correctly, Tosi. Uh, She runs a thing called Milk Bar. So Milk Bar is like a eh, fairly well-known like dessert brand company type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like she... Actually, I think she recently came into some controversy because one of the dishes that she has made was called crack pie. Uh, and people were like, you, you can't call it crack pie anymore. I think it's a great name. Uh, I mean, it's, it's addicting. I don't <laughs> I don't have a, a, a dog in this fight. Is that a thing that people say? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a horse in this race. 
when it comes to the dog and fight is better. The the crack pie situation. But either way, Vic reference. Like (laughs) I know that took a little while to get us to the to the point here. But so then I was like, oh, milk bar. I've never actually had anything from milk bar before. Let me see what if Amazon offers milk bar stuff. Uh, And so as I'm browsing through everything under milk bar, which is primarily cookies, treats, sweets, etc. Eventually, as I scroll down far enough. I come upon some erotic literature, mm. which also is available to sell on Amazon. So here's the title of this, of this erotica. <clears throat> it's called The Milk Bar, which makes sense why I would see it. Uh, a hue cow, and I'm going to spell that word for you, H-U-C-O-W, mm-hmm. a hue cow first time romance, Southern Milkmaids Book One. So I'm going to pull up this listing. Okay. Would you care to see the cover? I mean, I probably should. Okay. I guess. Let's see here. Tie this all in. So uh, describe what you see to the audience here. <laughs> nice breasts and a flannel shirt. Well, okay. It's an attractive. Daisy Dukes. It's not just breasts. <laughs> She's a human being, Ryan. You, That's all I see. There's just literally just breasts. It's not just breasts. There's no. a bottom of her face. You can't, she has a uh, chin. You can see her nose for the record. You yeah, just can't, you can't see eyes up. Okay. But it's a, it's a, it's a blonde. There's the focus on her. It's a blonde woman. <laughs> yeah. With a, with a, yeah, like a shirt, like a country flannel shirt, yeah, like you'd find yeah. at one of the honky tonks that Ryan goes to. Uh, and, <laughs> she, <Sultan>. <laughs> and she's, and she's got her cut off Daisy Dukes on and she's, I don't even know what that pose is. She's kind of like pushing the side of one of her boobs. She's uh, milking herself. Yeah, I guess that is sort of. It seems like. I mean, I don't know. Is that, you're is getting that... ahead of me, but yes, <laughs> I think you're you're probably right. She's not actually milk for the record. She's not actually. She's just, she's. So you know what I know about kinks, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so would you care to read the or would you care to hear the description yeah, <laughs> of this of this book? Okay, Cindy makes her living as a hue cow at the milk bar, serving up sweet treats and delicious cream fresh from quote the tap. There are perks to being a hue cow, but mostly it's hard work and horny customers. That all changes when a handsome, mysterious cowboy walks in at the end at the end of a long night, demanding to talk to Cindy. He's her high school sweetheart turned filthy rich race car driver, mm. and he's hoping to be back in her life. Cindy's not sure about her their, about their future, but for tonight, she's going to take him to the back room and give him a taste of her sweet cream and her untouched hue cow body. Does this sound like a novel you'd be interested in? No. It's, <laughs> okay. So it's not going to be. sounds a little basic, to be honest. Like, a little, okay, yeah. sure. Do you know what a hue cow is? So that, that's kind I, of I, where, I don't, we're, I don't know where we're pivoting with yeah, this. I thing. know you, you spell it out, so I assume it has some sort of significance. Like, <laughs> uh, So I had, I had no idea that hue cow was a thing. Uh-huh. That book was written in 2015. So whatever this hue cow fetish is has been around for at least six years. Just to set the stage there. Um, so let's see here. Let's see if I can get a nice definition of what hue cow is. Uh, hue cow is a woman who chooses to be objectified for her large mammaries and ability to lactate constantly. <laughs> All and so and like that's just what Urban Dictionary says, yeah. which like is uh, is not you know untrue. But I read a Vice article called Inside Hue Cow, the fetish that imagines women as cows. And so there's this whole sort of subculture where it's like <laughs> sexy CGI cartoon cows, which I don't know if you can see see that very well. But like that's a cow. That's not even like a woman. That's like a, this is CGI. I mean, that looks like computer generated right, cow yeah, with I, big I, breasts. I can't see it. 
like, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but that looks like a computer generated cow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, but like human proportions. But it's a, I guess, presumably you could say, oh, that's a woman in a cow outfit. But I don't know. I'm not, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a fetish where these women are going to be dressed. They're being milked uh, by pumping machines, wearing bondage gear, or animated, as we're seeing in this picture, hybrid cow women. Uh, so this is like a, a big thing. So, yeah, uh, I, I wanted to introduce. What do you? What are your initial thoughts about hue cows? I mean, it's not. It's just not my. It's not my thing. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't get me. I what's mean, What's preventing you from going all in on hue cows today? Like, imagine this. Imagine you're a farmer. You're dressed up. You got. You got a piece of like you know bale of hay or not a bale. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. a little hay hay thing sticking out of your. You got your your right over, from Your overalls yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Like this is like a prime role playing opportunity. I don't. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of anything that's like cartoon or CGI or like anything. <laughs> like it just you okay. maybe do it in real life. Like you know that you that first uh, thing, that first image you show. That's that's sure. a drawing. But so you're saying that you would you might be open to it if if it wasn't a CGI thing because not all of them are. I, I'm not, not all the I'm not, are. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm not into any of this. Cri- I'm not into the milking thing. That's always like. <laughs> Um, sure. Yeah, but I know it's out there. I know it's like a, it's like a, it's a fetish. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna brave. I'm gonna go into r slash Hugh Cow on Reddit right now. There's a subreddit for that. Yeah, let's Holy see how many. Real quick, off the top yeah. of your head, how many, how many subscribers does Hugh Cow have? Sixteen hundred to two thousand. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, that's probably about right. Let's see. Um, seventy-five thousand. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's see. Do we just go to best? Is that what I should do here? Top all time. Top all time. Here we go. This is the top top one. Want to be my cowboy? And it's a. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Uh, so there's there's a lady as as advertised. Be oh, large like, large breasts. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's, like, <laughs> she's wearing like cow lingerie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's just kind of hanging out. And they get milked. Presumably they get milked. They, presumably I, they get milked. Suppose I I suspect that if I was to go. What the hell? The top comment is, I want to milk you with my vacuum cleaner. Is that a sexy thing that people say? Have you ever... Never mind. I'm not going to ask that. should look at controversial. <laughs> <laughs> controversial. Okay. So, so, yeah, it's basically like... I, I, th- I think I'm starting to get the gist of it. It's these big booby ladies. Yeah. But they're just like how like... Dressed lingerie, with spots. Like... Oh, gosh. This is going to be... Oh, yep. She's milking herself. Is she? Okay. Is it a gif? Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's a video. Yeah. 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 I'm not into milking. I'm not sure. either. Oh, there's more milking. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Milky. Big woman, right? It's a big, it's a, it's yeah. a big lady. I mean, a cow one. They're all wearing the same cow onesie. I make, I mean, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> I don't, it's Through this, very like, strange. It kind of, uh, There's kind not of a whole lot of creativity in the costumes that I'm seeing. But yeah, Hugh Cow. Hmm. So there, so there you go. I, I had no idea. Me neither. Would you kink shame that? Are, are we kink shaming that right now? <laughs> I think we kind of indirectly yeah. kink shamed it, or maybe directly. I don't know. But if I knew someone, like, like, hey, if you're listening and you're into Hugh Cows and you're like, oh, good, they're talking about my favorite thing. Like, fucking, you do you, man. Like, it doesn't hurt me in any way. Right. But if I find out <laughs> that you are one of the seventy five thousand users of uh, Reddit's Hugh Cow <laughs> subreddit, uh, I'm probably going uh, to make fun of you uh, when yeah. you're not around. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's fucking weird. But, like, it's not, like, aggressively bad weird as long as you're not, like, doing horrible things to people. Like, these women seem to be consensually be getting milked. So, more power to you. Based on the three posts we saw, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that Amazon book, again, everyone's mm-hmm. welcome. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I'll post a link. That seemed tame. 
<laughs> it did seem. It seemed tame. But, it did yeah. seem. So yeah, so Hugh Cow. So there you go. You okay. have a little yeah. you know conversation starter with uh, next time you see your mom and dad or whatever. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we can do like one more real quick thing. Sometimes I just like throwing your curveballs. And yeah. seeing like if we get cool stories out of it, like mm. uh, the you shooting yourself in the eye thing. Uh, did you get scratched? Did your cat scratch you? I did get scratched. Yeah, it it was a it was a cat scratch. Okay, it was pouring blood. At- it looks gnarly. Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, Saturday night. I had a fucking rough weekend. <laughs> like really, really, truly, like the last two, and I'm going out again on Friday. Okay. And so I'm just gonna finish it. And then calm the fuck down because it's been you've been hit hitting hitting it hard party wise you're a little like party in, boy. injuring myself like several different but the cat did that to you right this so, was the cat yeah so Ryan has I don't know if we're gonna use this or not but so Ryan yeah. has like a pretty big scratch like almost not quite like a comic book supervillain big but like you've got sort of like the eye thing mm-hmm. where it starts at the top of your eye and then skips past the bridge of your nose and like goes down below your this eye this one's actually kind of bad <laughs> no yeah I the s- top one like so, it's he got me and then kind of just scratched the rest of it. but i woke up it was like 3 a.m and i was pouring blood from my face i like i i noticed that like there was an impact to my head <laughs> i didn't really know he scratched me but i went to the bathroom and i'm like fuck because i just want to go back to sleep and i'm like wiping my face and it's just full of blood i'm like ta- and i like laid back down and i was like it was a mess i was a fucking mess did that you night. did you do something to provoke this cat into scratching no you? not at all and he ne- he's always so good like he never scratches me okay he just tried to jump from one side of the couch to the other and he like i think he took off of my face oh okay. uh, there gotcha. was yeah no, i was asleep <laughs> and he, uh, yeah so but he got me good i'm glad i don't have like any like video calls or anything i need to be on sure. or like you know because this looks fucking i mean it's blatantly right on you know, the middle of my face like it's hard to miss yeah yeah you know what would never do that to you, you a dog that's not necessarily a dog would, true. A dog would never <laughs> leap off of your face and scratch you you uh, can't even don't, you don't even have a dog eric like, oh, don't get me you, this, we've like. already gone through this we don't need yeah, to get into yeah, that yeah. anyway okay i'm gonna ask you a question uh, this is apropos of nothing yeah this could go nowhere if it doesn't go anywhere, we'll just go into wrestling talk. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You ever sh- you ever shit yourself? Um, <laughs> I this is a story I don't think I've ever like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We, we may you may have to like <laughs> see. Yeah, I, I this was like <laughs> I'm already on pins and needles. Yeah, no, I mean it wasn't like I like this was fourth grade or something. Okay, yeah, that's prime shit in your pants time. Yeah, yep. but uh, it was like a movie theater. Um, we had like gone out with like. <laughs> <laughs> okay it was um, so fucking because i like do you I, remember the movie yeah it was uh, it was monsters inc <laughs> <laughs> okay um and yeah. i and i think what had happened is like billy crystal I, makes me want to shit my pants too <laughs> i think i had like ice cream we like we went out before and i like oh that's right because you got poo pro- is that why you're so sensitive about poo problems would I make poop I'm problems I'm not like joke? that sensitive about it it's like been handled since, ever since i was in fourth grade but this was the last time and i remember it, i was like I was completely distraught. Like, I mean, I was fine. I didn't tell anybody. Like, but I'm sure, like, if someone shits their pants, like, I think there's, there's elements of the story that, that are being omitted here. So, so you had ice cream. You went out for ice cream with like friends, right? So, no, I, I'm trying to remember because I can't, like, I can't specifically recall if we did it before or after. So I can't, I don't know if that was exactly the cause, but it may have been like, but 
in the movie theater like it yeah. wasn't like i full-on like shit my pants but like you know like a little bit like <laughs> a little bit came out and i was like oh fuck like this is this is i have to drive home with these people you know and um but you were with friends right i was with no i was with no so i was with it was with my sister and like her friend and her and her dad or you know whoever took us to the to the movie like we had we had known they were kind of like family friends and like okay it was that whole thing and i'm trying to like we may have gone out to like it was like baskin robbins afterwards i'm like fuck this i just like want to go home like (laughs) i didn't want to say anything like but you don't know for so you you definitely shit your pants during monsters inc yeah and you either had ice cream immediately before or were offered i'm just trying to think of the reason like i like this was never like an issue like i just i'm trying to think of the reason why i would have and i don't know if i had like maybe i had like cheese or like something like triggered it but i do remember like also afterwards like there's a Baskin Robbins and Snohomish, like right by our house, that we like stuff. And I'm like, fuck this shit. Like, I just. So, which of the 51 flavors did you get, Ryan? I don't think I had any ice cream after. <laughs> I, just, I can't imagine I would like subject myself to that afterwards. Um, but yeah, that was the. Uh, that was. So, you didn't just sit there stewing in it. You went to the bathroom to like I clean up. I did. Yeah? I but did. But then you got your shitty underpants but, on. Exactly. And like, you can kind of like, I mean, you can kind of tell, like, right? You shit your pants. Like, you can, that's. Something. Oh, you can tell, yeah. Depending on it's the just amount, like horrifying for me, like to like <laughs> deal with that. Um, Did you tell anyone? Or? No, I never told anyone. I never <laughs> told anyone. Um, I'm not even sure to this point until you brought this up that I've told anybody. I right. think I might have. I, I hit the, but you know, I'm you buried know. in the recesses of your mind. I think I've grown and I found out enough people have shit their pants at certain points that, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's you know what I I would have to say that like the most recent time that you shit your pants being in fourth grade that's that's better than most I would have to say. I don't <laughs> is it. I shit my pants way later than fourth grade. Like sober? Well, uh, I mean, let's see. When did I shit my pants? <laughs> I remember shitting my pants when I was like seven or eight at my yeah. grandma's house because I ate too many gummy snacks. I definitely... Is that... That does it? I mean, if you eat a lot of them. And really? I and I and my body was not acclimated to... I was always a chocolate kid. Okay. So eating a lot of gummy snacks, my body was just like, what the world? And yeah, uh, yeah I shit my pants. Uh, in the middle of the night. So this, I don't know if this technically counts, but one time I was like really sick, like mm. uh, really fluish, wasn't eating anything, pretty much just drinking liquids, uh, like the whole thing. And um, I was up in the middle of the night, like just to get like a drink of water. And I was like walking around the apartment naked uh, because that's what you do. I'm sure, you know, as a single man, well, I guess with cats, that's dangerous. But, you know, as a single man with no animals <laughs> yeah. around, uh, uh, I, you know, I was walking around nude. Uh, this was in my early 20s, you mm-hmm. know, it was in the prime of my life, just strutting that ass. And I had to fart. And so I just let it go and I sharded Ugh. all over the kitchen floor. So I got like my whole ass was wet with poop water. And then the kitchen floor <laughs> was all covered in, in shart. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's rough. That's <laughs> At least it wasn't on carpet. Yeah, no, right? that's true. Yeah. And then I remember, and so I cleaned it up as best I could. It was like the middle of the night, yeah, whatever. Yeah. My girlfriend at the time, she woke up and I remember like walking out there with her and I was like telling her the story. And then as I glanced down, I realized I missed a spot. So then I had to be like, uh, hey, what's that over there? And then I cleaned up the, uh, the chart real quick. Never found out. Oh, she found out. She found out. <laughs> I clogged the toilet with uh, TP. And that's stuff. that's. To, I mean, clog it. I I don't. <laughs> it can like just kind of like it just kind of be bad. Like when you're sick and like you're just like yeah. the only fluids. Like that can be nasty shit. But like I I have never like 
shit myself during that situation, but I could see how that could totally happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know you needed that. After the <laughs> I, I needed story. The, ca- <laughs> the catharsis. Because yeah. as I thought back, it's like, oh, I, I kind of have like a fair amount of poop stories, but uh, I wonder if Ryan has any. And it turns out you do. Uh, Mike's mon- monsters. monsters- Inc. Inc. <laughs> yeah. Mike monsters and Scully Inc. just yeah. sitting there. Yeah. Just, I was- just, bathing in it just marinating in your own poop i was so pissed we went to like baskin robbins like why the (laughs) that's just like a add insult to injury any kid would be happy for that besides ryan yeah anyway uh let's talk about wrestling yeah let's get into wrestling stuff would you care to um speculate on our match here today ryan I have no fucking idea. You have no idea at all. Did you like give a hint or no? Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> did was there something last episode that I missed? We'll see if you figure it out as I talk about the okay, match. Okay, probably today. not. But no, I did. I definitely didn't mention it last episode. Okay. This is this is all new. So okay, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh you don't scientifically know him yet, so uh, I can't confirm or deny <laughs> anything like that. Okay, but. I will say that the the match we're going to be watching today does feature two gentlemen that you are familiar with. Um, We've seen them multiple times so far. I think you like both of them. We'll find out. Uh, But a couple of episodes ago, we embarked on an epic tale. I'm sure sure you remember it, Ryan. Uh, It spanned four episodes of Hard Mark. It was known as the Rumble Saga. So tears were shed. Punches were thrown. Men were bitten by snakes. We... We remember the Rumble Saga, Ryan, yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the main components of the Rumble Saga was a gentleman by the name of Rowdy Roddy Piper. You remember Roddy Piper, yeah? He wore a kilt. Uh, he had the poster. The poster moment, you were like, he's fighting the guys off in the corner. You wish you could have beautiful a beautiful moment. Beautiful moment. Probably um, put on a pinnacle of, uh, uh, pedestal, I'm sorry. <laughs> pedestal of wrestling. <laughs> and pinnacle, I guess. Yeah, the pinnacle of the pedestal of wrestling, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he was the hot-blooded rival of Ric Flair. He was also the man, as we noted, that Ryan wished he has a poster of. Uh, Ryan also complained that he has two nicknames, Rowdy and Roddy, uh, which is still a completely gibberish argument that you made. Did I make that case? You did, yeah. You, you does he does, I, I can't, does he do both of those stick? His name is Rowdy Roddy Piper, yeah. but his, they, his name is Rowdy. Roderick, yeah. so they shorten it to Roddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I argued against you. I was like, well, Ken Griffey Jr. doesn't have an asterisk, doesn't have quotes around Ken. And that's, you know, Kenneth is his name, which I actually Googled after I listened back to that. I was like, what's Ken Griffey Jr.'s real name? Not even fucking Ken. It's fucking George. George Kenneth Griffey Jr. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I was wearing his jersey last night. Like, well, well, there you am go. I even a fucking fan? Like- <laughs> Well, look, oh, yeah, okay. you can look it up, but yeah, it's true. Anyway, okay. But anyway, um, so while we've seen Roddy a couple times, we haven't really talked about him a whole lot. So I thought it would be good to give you a little bit of backstory uh, around this man. I should have picked that up. Who Jesus, I'm wearing is that the, hint? the t-shirt of, <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. Um, so to give you a little bit of background, so Roddy Piper was born Roderick Toombs. Uh, that's it's like a tomb, but with two O's, a tombs, and he originally hails from Saskatchewan. So he's not actually Scottish, although he presumably has some sort of Scottish ancestry someplace. But he's he's a Canadian guy basically. But they don't play that up on TV. Yeah, you would think he's Scottish based on everything. But he doesn't have an accent. That's the thing. Like he just talks like that's a. Kilt. That's but he has a kilt. Yeah. This is true, and he can yeah. play bagpipes. So. Oh well, shit! Like yeah. might as well be good <laughs> citizenship. Like <laughs> might as well. I mean, I'm sure he's like been there. Yeah. But yeah, he's built from Glasgow, but he's he's from Saskatchewan in real life. Um. So anyway, he 
left home at a very early age and he bounced around between youth hostels. He was basically homeless for a time as a teenager. Now, some of the stories that Roddy Piper tells can sort of like weave fact and fiction, so it can be hard to separate the two a little bit. But basically... The, the kind of accepted story is that through hanging out at different gyms and whatnot, he eventually fell in with some local pro wrestlers in that general, like, Saskatchewan area, mm. that, that, that region. So he started wrestling as a teenager. So he was, like, 16, 17 years old when he first started wrestling in the late 60s and early 70s. He was just, like, this scrawny kid, did not look like a pro wrestler at all. His, basically, his whole job was just to get his ass kicked by the, the real stars at that time. Uh, before one match... Roddy had informed the bagpipe band that he was a part of that he was going to be wrestling that evening, and the band agreed to play him to the ring. The ring announcer, who only knew him as Roddy, didn't know what his last name was or anything like that, announced him as Roddy the Piper. And so, Roddy Piper was born. Oh, I thought he, like, fucked up his name. <laughs> well, he did Roddy fuck the up Piper. His... Well, he did. Well, I, I mean... thought there was going to be some drama there, like... <laughs> No, no. Takes him into the ring. No, okay, okay. We'll get into that's some, where it developed. That's where okay. we can. We're about to get into some drama, but okay. that is not where that's the drama where leads. Starts. Yeah, okay. that's just kind of the creation of All the right. Roddy Piper name. Uh, so this next story doesn't play into our match today. It's kind of like our, our fun story that we told around, um, you know, ravishing Rick Rude getting a little bit of uh, semen in his mouth during a kiss. Uh, that's neither here nor there, but. Um, for much of his early career, Roddy Piper bounced from territory to territory, but not really gaining much notoriety. Like, he wasn't looked at as a big star. However, in the mid-1970s, Piper was finally given his big break in Los Angeles. Uh, so Piper began feuding with a man named Chavo Guerrero, who was a pretty big star uh, in that era, special, especially in, like, the uh, California, Texas region where he had a large, you know, Hispanic audience that would come out to the matches and stuff like that. So as part of this feud, Piper would repeatedly egg on and taunt the Hispanic fans in the audience. Finally, one week when the fans really started to get worked up, uh, Piper apologized and he promised that he was going to learn how to play the Mexican national anthem on the bagpipes. And he was going to return the following week to play it for everybody. Seems like a nice thing to do for people, I think. Really brings in the fans. Really brings in the fans. Yeah. Like, of, of course I would like to hear the Mexican National Anthem. I'd be on a the, fan. On the bagpipes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the following week, Piper showed up with his bagpipes. He stood right there in the center of the ring, and he began to play La Cucaracha. Oh, shit. <laughs> on the bagpipes, oh, which uh, so incited a riot in the arena. <laughs> of course. I mean, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> So, and the reason I'm telling this story, A, it's classic wrestling, mm. but also it paints Roddy Piper as really really what he truly was, which was totally fearless. Uh, it was that quality, it was that fearlessness that would lead to his eventual superstardom in wrestling and also what led to him getting stabbed on three separate occasions by fans. So. <laughs> ballsy fucking move like yes i remember reading his autobiography and he's telling the story about getting stabbed and how the guy was holding the knife the wrong way and piper was like oh i can take this guy Uh, and then the guy switched his grip to where like how you're supposed to hold the knife if you're in a fight and then he was like ah fuck (laughs) (laughs) and then he got then he got slashed uh for real yeah like three times i don't know if it was three times in that one altercation he's separate he's Three times he's been stabbed. I believe by, so. Yes. Wow, that is wow. that is the claim is uh, three times, which I believe it because Piper, w- his he looked at his job as just what can I do to piss people off and make them want to pay to see me get my ass kicked. 
that was Roddy Piper. Like he said, he set the tone for today with all these <laughs> fucking people. Yeah, but yes, yeah, he, he did. And like today's wrestling is more about like the showmanship of the match. Like like people are less taking it seriously and more just yeah. want to see a spectacle. Whereas in the seventies and eighties, like your whole job was to talk people into wanting to see you either beat somebody up or get beaten up. And so yeah. that's kind of his philosophy on the on the business. And he was very very good at it. Now, fast forward to 1992. We all remember that year. Uh, Back in episode 27, we watched the Royal Rumble. Against his better judgment, Ryan actually picked Roddy Piper to win that match. That's a bummer, yeah. Uh, I think you claimed that I was to blame for that. I think you misled me Um, earlier in the... I hope that one day you'll become an adult (laughs) and you'll know how to take responsibility for your own actions. Uh, there's a famous. You ever, you ever seen the movie? I know this isn't Moneyball, so the answer is probably no. But there's a famous movie <laughs> called uh, Mortal Kombat. Have you ever heard of it? Played the video games. Uh, but you never seen the film? No. There's an important line in that movie. I think you could benefit a lot from it by mm-hmm. just taking it to heart, Ryan. Yeah. There's a bit where uh, the lead character, the main hero, Liu Kang, he's uh, he has a lot of guilt because his brother was killed at the hands of, of Shang Tsung, the evil sorcerer, right? And so Shang Tsung can, can shapeshift and turn into whatever character he wants. And so he, he turned into Liu Kang's younger brother that was murdered. And so there's a point where Liu Kang's sort of confronting his guilt and his brother is talking to him, which is, you know, again, the evil Shang Tsung in reality. But uh, his brother reaches out to him. He's like, I forgive you for letting me die. And then Liu Kang turns to his brother. He's like, no, every man is responsible for his own destiny. Shang Tsung killed my brother. And so, like, that was the realization that every every man's responsible for himself. So what I'm getting at, Ryan, is that I didn't do shit to you. I'm not – I thought you might be getting, like, you want me to forgive you for misleading me in that. I, I don't – there's nothing to forgive because I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I think you should take responsibility for how you misled me. Like. <laughs> I think we're going to have to agree to disagree. So anyway, so <laughs> the Royal Rumble, you picked Roddy Piper. Now, while Piper didn't win the Royal Rumble, he came pretty close. He was in, in there towards the end. But early, more importantly – Earlier in that event, in that Royal Rumble pay-per-view, he won the Intercontinental title, which is actually the first time he ever held a championship in nearly a decade after joining the WWF. So, like, for me, as a, I guess I would have been like an eight-year-old kid, it was a huge deal that Piper won, like, a title. Even though it wasn't, like, the world title, like, the fact that Roddy Mm -hmm. Piper was the Intercontinental champion was, like, a big deal to me. Um, Especially because he was, like, my second favorite wrestler behind Hulk Hogan. So just to kind of paint a little bit of that picture for you. Piper winning that title came about in a little bit of a unique way. Piper wasn't originally scheduled to compete for the Intercontinental title. Instead, it had been advertised that it was going to be the champion Bret Hitman Hart defending against the Mountie, who is uh, who we've actually seen before. He's an evil member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Uh, he has a shock stick, a little taser thing that he hits people with. If you saw him, you'd remember him, but it's not a big deal. He's, of course, allowed to bring that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, as long as, of course. Re- as long as the referee's back is turned, it's, it's, all, it's all kosher. Uh, so if you remember Brett Hitman Hart, way back in episode 10, Brett was the guy that convinced me that wrestling was real after he swore at the end of losing that one match. He just sat up and yelled, fuck. Well, he didn't even yell it. He just quietly said, fuck mm-hmm. to himself, but they caught it on camera. I was like, this shit's real. Uh, he also, another match that we've seen of his, we, he stripped Mr. Perfect after winning the Intercontinental title in Madison Square Garden back in episode 18, and he was one of the members of Roddy Piper's Survivor Series team in episode 24. So we've seen him now three times. Uh, now, the last time that we saw Brett back in episode 24, 
At that time, he was still the reigning Intercontinental Champion. However, shortly after that match, at an untelevised event, Brett lost the title to the Mountie. So the story of that match was that Brett competed against Doctor's Orders. He was battling a 101-degree fever, and despite fighting valiantly, he still came up short and lost to the Mountie. That evil son of a bitch. It's almost like the MJ flu game, except he lost. Did MJ win the... Yeah, I guess he did win the flu game, wasn't it? It wasn't the Jazz, right? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. But you're right. Uh, however, even though Brett lost that match, one man stood up to defend Brett's honor against the evil Mountie, none other than Rowdy Roddy Piper, who proceeded to beat the Mountie for the title at the Royal Rumble. And after the Mountie was vanquished and sent on his way, that left Roddy Piper in need of a challenger for his Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania Eight. And a challenge was formally made by the former champion and Piper's friend, Brett Hitman Hart, who lost the title under dubious circumstances. So that led to the match that we're going to be watching today. A rare good guy versus good guy match pitting Rowdy Rowdy Piper versus Brett Hitman Hart. And that's yeah. the glasses that I'm wearing right now. Yeah, both of them on. I do. Yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's a real pick em. Yeah. It's a real pickup. Good guy versus good guy. It's hard to, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so in, in short, if I had to kind of just describe to you what this match is, it's all about styles. Style, styles make fights. That's what they say in boxing. So Piper, he was a brawler. He was a street fighter. He wasn't doing a whole lot of technical wrestling. He was just out there to like punch, kick, do whatever he could to win. Meanwhile, Bret Hart, he has the superior wrestling ability. Uh, he's more technical. He has more. He has better fundamentals, you could say. So the question is, can Piper brawl and scrap his way to a win? Or is Bret's superior technical wrestling ability going to take the the w in this case so that's that's the story of the match here today it'll be interesting to see uh you leaning any particular way at the moment <laughs> do you remember i know you remember roddy do you remember brett off the top of your head i he wore these I, glasses yeah, okay well i yes i, I remember like a wrestler wearing like okay a, but i don't remember any like specific like technical ability like <laughs> that I, that stood out we've enjoyed all the brett hart matches that we've seen so okay, far okay. overall i think you have very much enjoyed him yeah, I think you've liked him. So, I mean, we'll see. I <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we've seen three times, Ryan. We've yeah, seen, I know. But I, and you've I, enjoyed it three times. Where, do you know where he ranks on our... Let me just pull it up on the screen here. Between the two of them currently, the highest ranked match that either Roddy or Brett has is number seven. That's Brett Hart versus Mr. Perfect. Is currently ranked number seven oh, okay. on our list of... Man, how many matches do we have now? 37. 37. So we have 37 matches. The Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect is ranked number seven right now. And then, uh, let's see. My eyes any good? Uh, Royal Rumble, which Roddy Piper was in, is uh, that's ranked number 10. That's pretty close. It is pretty close. Yeah. But, I mean, like, there was 30 people in that match. So can you really give it give credit I to Roddy? I think seven and 10 is pretty, pretty <laughs> close. Like, when you're doing it on, like, my standards of ranking, that's sure. a pretty close match. Like, yeah. Yeah, but all the all the Brett matches are in the the upper end. They're all in the top fifty percent right now, and I think all the Piper ones. Not that we've seen a whole lot of them. Yeah. Um, in fact, this will actually be the very first time we've seen a one on one Roddy Piper match. So hence why we're spending a little bit more time chatting about them. Uh, but yeah, so I think it's two guys that you like. We'll see how it goes. Any other questions or anything that you want to know before we watch this? That's thing? all I got. You can take that to the <laughs> bank, ladies and gentlemen. You want to get your Hugh Cow fix? We got it. You want a boat update? We got it. You want to hear about Ryan pooping his pants on the couch? You got it. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break with our thoughts on Brett Hitman Hart versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. But before I do, 
I almost forgot. Ryan's record is 18 and 19. So you're actually at a sub 500. This is a big one. This is a big one. You got to come back. You got to surge. I've been I've been down before, Eric. Yeah, but not not with all this. You have more knowledge than you ever have had before, Ryan. And yet you're struggling. I want to see I think you lost last week if I remember correctly. I did. I did lose last week. Yeah, so we got we got I think I did. I think I did lose last week. You did. Me and Donna went with the same. You, that's that's true. Yeah. Meanwhile, Robert, he yeah. predicted right. So, yeah. why is it all the, always that the guests are able to predict right on their first try, but then you're? I mean, I was also able to predict right on my first try. So <laughs> that's give that's them, a good give point. Give them thirty-five matches. That's a good like, point. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, we'll be right back. Uh, thanks. Bye. No, no. I bet you're going to see that. You're going to see them start up. I can tell their tempers are beginning to flare right now. But they're going to try each other out. They're going to see what each other has. They're going to keep it by the rules for a while. What would you do if you were the hitman? Well, I'd have my agent buy it for me. Oh, if that didn't work, I'd waffle them out back with a tire iron. I'd get it some way, any way I could. And it's a sleeper! Hello, everybody. It is Eric Donaldson here again, back at you. Just a quick message that I wanted to provide to everybody. First and foremost, if you enjoyed Robert and Donnell on the last episode of the Hardmark Podcast, episode 31, and you wanted to check out a little bit more of them, but with a little Hardmark flair to it, not only myself, but for the very first time ever, I somehow managed to convince Ryan to also guest on another podcast. So Ryan and I had a really great time. We watched the film Robot Jocks, which is all about uh, big fighting robots. Uh, actually, they're mechs, technically. They're not robots at all. Uh, it's a big Cold War thing. Think Rocky IV, uh, but with robots, which sounds much better than it actually is. But either way, Ro- uh, Ryan and myself, we gave all of our insight on the cinematic world. We broke out of the wrestling bubble, ladies and gentlemen, and we reached the world of highfalutin cinema. So check us out on watching it. Uh, there's a link on our social media channels. You can find watching it on you know all the different channels that you can find this fine program that you happen to be listening to right now. And also just a quick reminder, still have plenty of merchandise available for anyone who may be interested in helping to support the show. As a reminder, all proceeds from merchandise sold, uh, or if you buy us a coffee, either one, uh, all that goes towards our next project. That project is, for anyone who may have missed it when we announced it earlier, that project is Ryan booking his own professional wrestling match. That's right. He's going to lay it out. All the things that he complains about ordinarily. Oh, they didn't do that right. Or, oh, I didn't like how this happened in the match. There's not going to be any of that. Because Ryan himself is going to be in charge of, of, of concocting this magical grappling formula. And then not only will we watch that and rank that match, but 
very high probability that we may end up providing our own commentary over that match and posting it on the Hard Mark YouTube channel. So, again, just a quick reminder around that, helping to support the show, a couple different ways you can do so, buy us a coffee, and or buy some merchandise. Either, either of those will work. But with all that said, not to keep keep you too long from what you really came here for, the hard science. Let's get back to it. We'll give you our thoughts. Brett Hitman Hart versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. All right, so we are back. We just watched Brett Hitman Hart take on Rowdy Roddy Piper for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania 8 in the Hoosier Dome of Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, Ryan, did you, and I'll buy you time so you can burp, did you enjoy that match? I did. It was very good. Okay. It was a yeah, very, very good match. Uh, I guess there. before yeah. I go to the notes, anything in particular that, stood, that that you enjoyed in particular about that match? There was a lot of. I liked. I loved the ref. <laughs> I just really liked. Him so a lot. most referees from that era, I know who they are. Like mm, I, I can mm, name I can them. That, yeah. I, I like. I like. Well, that's Their personalities Earl like in the yeah. yeah. There, there's that, and like, oh, that's Joey Morella. That's Earl Hebner. Like, I'll know. Most of the names of the referees. I have no idea who the fuck that guy was. Uh, I don't either, but I really liked him. <laughs> he had like a a penis bowl cut haircut. This is ninety two style. It was a ninety two yeah. like child style, mm-hmm. but he was an adult man in yeah. in front of you know seventy thousand people. But he looked like a ref. Yeah, he looked like yeah, yeah. sure. Yes, he looked yeah. like a virgin ass ref. I will I will, get, <laughs> yeah. I will grant you that. And then yeah. he had like this uh, mustache that also yeah. looked very. Yeah. I think it was more like eighty six, eighty seven style mustache, but he was rocking it into ninety two. It felt it felt early nineties. It felt it felt like right for the time. But I, I liked yeah. him. He was he was authentic. <laughs> in a clean performance. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan has officially substituted the word authentic for clean. So anytime you hear him say the word clean, he what he wants well, there, to actually there say. We go with the rest of the analysis of this match. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, let's go to the notes. Uh, it started off with a promo between Roddy Piper and Bret Hart. What did you think of the promo? You don't the, often see a format like that where it's like both guys with the interviewer like kind of going back and forth a little bit. Yeah, when I like stepped into this whole thing, I expected that that's what because like nowadays that's what they do. You get like a couple of UFC fighters and they just like stand nose to nose. Well, so, they like, don't usually do like in a big interview though. Usually they like, do like they a weigh in or whatever. Yeah, this wasn't that. I mean, this was it, them gets lot, it gets about- a lot of press. Like I, I see, I've seen a bunch of them recently. I'm just when when I saw you know WWE and I I I didn't know they did it separately. So this one was I didn't that wasn't the most impressive part about the match, I know. Well, nor did I say that it was. I was just, you know, the the promo happened. Did, uh, w- one thing I did want to know that did they like know each like he kept saying like as a little kid like right. were their families no, so like, they didn't actually know each other as kids. He's just talking I, shit, like. Well, <laughs> I think Roddy Piper was playing it up for the for the story of the match mm. that like they had known each other for forever. I think they they did have some sort of shared bloodline, like they were like distant mm. distant relatives, but like they didn't know each other or anything like that. I think yeah. it was just one of those things where they kind of traced it back, and be like, oh, I think that there's a tombs in your family history or something like that. 
Yeah, I mean, they put their hands on each other a couple of times. And it was like, you know. Well, Rod, so so Roddy's, you know, trying to like kind of make jokes and stuff. Like, I remember going over to your, mm-hmm. you, I remember you're changing your potty pants. Of course, you didn't get potty trained till he was seven, but that, that doesn't funny. matter. Nice, nice line right there. Right, that, so that line one was, in, yeah. That line was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember your mom making bologna sandwiches. Yeah. One piece of bologna. <laughs> ah, it doesn't matter. I was hungry. That, that was classic sort of like amped up Roddy Piper, you know, just a hundred percent energy just go 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 yeah. and then when he goes to pinch bret hart's cheeks that's when the serious sort of more stoic hitman is like you know hey keep your hands to yourself and then they go a little back and forth and argue over you know who's going to win the title that sort yeah. of thing and then uh the one part <laughs> this may have been actually the reason that you picked bret hart so just so everybody knows brett uh, uh ryan did uh, win the match so he predicted successfully that bret hart was going to win early they just pretty early uh, that put him at a 19 and 19 record back at 500, mm-hmm. back to your winning ways, sort of kind of almost, you know, a, a manner of speaking. But um, yeah, I think the part that soured you on Roddy Piper was the fact that he had his belt around his fist and he was kind of threatening Piper with it. And then there was a little bit where he kind of like popped it up and he was going to grab it he and gonna, he missed it. He was going to grab it. Like, is that what soured you on? Is that why you did not it was, pick Roddy Piper? It was Piper? a terrible... Terrible fucking look. I'm trying to think of something just recently that happened that was similar. Okay. Um, was it you tearing your uh, your pack <laughs> or you're breaking your rib recently? No, Is that what you're trying to think of I, something where I he's, you're going for a very smooth move. It was it, yeah. It was remember I sent you that Dave Portnoy video with the beers with the the what video? It's Dave Portnoy with um. Uh, St- Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh yeah, and he, yeah. And he drops the beer. <laughs> oh right, right, right. Yeah, that okay. was the yeah. The, but I mean, just you, you can't miss something like that. Sure. So right. and he and he threw the belt up like he's gonna, and then he tried to play it off. It was it just it was a bad look. It was. <laughs> I'm surprised. So like one thing I am surprised about that pro- like I think it's a great promo and like I you know it's it's I, it's one of my favorites from a match that is also one of my favorites from when I was a kid. But uh, I am a little surprised that they didn't just redo the interview because I'm that clearly was not live. Like Bret Hart was like basically out to the ring immediately afterwards. So I'm sure that was pre-taped well in advance. So I'm surprised they didn't be like, eh, let's just redo it until Piper catches the bell or whatever. Or cut but, that out or something. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. I guess it was a little go home bit, but I, but yeah, it didn't detract for me, but I think that is what colored Ryan's opinion in that moment. So we got the entrances for both men, Bret Hart. Uh, you were, you were, you were, what's the word I'm thinking of here? The pink. Yeah. It was a nice color. <laughs> uh, Very fluorescent, like bright, B- bright standout Lisa guy, Frank like. pink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's anyone knows about Lisa Frank, they know that that's a that's a accurate uh, description <laughs> of that. Uh, but and I told Ryan this. I'll, I'll tell it for the sake of our audience. So the reason that Bret Hart wears pink or wore pink when he was wrestling. Um, so when he first got started in the Hart Foundation, his bad guy wrestler tag team, they wore pink to be bad guys because like what's going to get you booed by you know all the people that are coming out to the wrestling shows, hey, you wear a bunch of pink and like that'll do it. So that just became his color. And then he kind of kept on with it even once he became like a good guy or whatever. So it was the pink and black attack. The Heart Foundation? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen them before, Ryan. The Heart Foundation is just, did they have like a legal like entity on that? What are you talking about? The Heart Foundation. It sounds like. Yeah, it's. It sounds like I, I is, I is there like an actual Heart Foundation out there? Like 
like a like the a Red l- Cross or the the heart the heart so. foundation. It just sounds. <laughs> Why so- are you gravitating towards this? So like you're gra- you're grabbing it hold. Just, of it. it sounds like one of those names where it's like too good to be. You get a domain name that's like too good to be true. <laughs> the Hart Foundation, like so it was him. Yeah. It was his manager Jimmy Hart, uh-huh. and that no relation. And then it was his brother-in-law Jim the Anvil Neidhart. And so collectively they were. It's the great. Hart I, Foundation. Oh, hate it. I'm just it's not H E A R T. No, of course, but it doesn't matter. Well, why it is it? Of course, doesn't matter how you spell it. <laughs> you, when you say it, you say the Hart Foundation. Like sure, it's right. just it's a solid. I mean, it's. I'm I don't surprised know what, they had rights to that name. There's not another one, so you know clearly. They had the rights to it. I feel like it's like the American Heart Foundation. I think, <laughs> and maybe they had to yeah, get the no. American Heart Foundation because they stole the Heart Foundation, or it was already okay. I think one thing that I've picked up on more recently, and I and to be fair, there's lots of times I should have been calling you out on this. <laughs> You're put, putting 2021 logic on 1980s shit. I know that you want to try time travel back to that era because you never lived in it. I'm a young guy, Eric. But it was the fucking <laughs> Wild West, Ryan, okay? Shit like fucking uh, legal things didn't exist back in the 1980s. It was Mad Max. Everyone could just fucking hop on their fucking motorcycles and just raise hell and hit people with chains and shit. One thing I noticed, and this might be a little off topic, but with mm-hmm. the match, like, like even today, NBA, or if someone's bleeding, mm-hmm. they shut that shit down, like, until no one's bleeding anymore, and, yeah. like, they've scrubbed the fucking floor, and all <laughs> right. that shit, and, like, especially, like, in the 80s and 90s, like, the blood, I'm Oh, so, especially like the that, 80s. Like, but they didn't give a shit, like, they, I mean, I don't know if they, like, you know, obviously, you yeah, have the AIDS thing going on, like, have they, like, tested them or not, but, like, mm-hmm. they didn't, they were fucking, like, wrestling through puddles of blood, like, on several different matches. Yeah. And during that time, like, clearly they didn't give a shit, like, no, they it's didn't. impressive, like, it's kind of raw, like, it's, <laughs> it's authentic, very, it's maybe. very <laughs> authentic. There it is, he said it! Uh, <laughs> said the word of the day. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, different time. Yeah, but, I mean, it's the same reason why you could put a snake in a bag in the corner of the room and Unbel- he would just <laughs> hang out there and just like, eh, fuck it, whatever, it's just a snake. Like, why would you give a shit about subbing a fake snake in for a real snake? It's, just, it's the same premise. Like, I still it. reserve my opinions on, like, what – I'm not going to go – I'm just – I saw the edited clip. Now I'm fucking like, now I'm have to defend myself. Like, <laughs> there's nothing to defend. There's nothing to defend. You, right, you. Yeah, everyone yeah, knows there, that there you're a silly fella. Okay. Uh, okay. So we got the bread, <laughs> the bread entrance. Uh, we got the Piper entrance. He looked pretty, pretty serious. He was like eyeballing bread, yeah, like the whole. Yeah, and that was did. a long ramp too. Mm-hmm. What would you think of the stadium, the Hoosier Dome? Be- loved it. Beautiful. Very big. A lot of people in there. Yeah. I mean, it, impressive. Impressive uh, crowd size. And I like that. The crowd wasn't that good in this match. Well, that's because, like, so with a, with a dome that large, yeah. it's hard for the sound to sort of, like, It wasn't that. Carry. It was, like, at one point they got up, but, like, that was it. The passion wasn't there, but the the crowd size was, was there. Uh, let's see what the uh, capacity is. Let's see. Who's your dome the capacity? huge fucking stadium. It's probably... 60 smaller than i expected so i mean it's listed at fifty six thousand. but like mm-hmm. when you put all the seats on the floor which they had plenty of they probably cleared like 65 mm-hmm. or so 60 to 65 if i had to guess but yeah a lot of fucking people there um okay so then we have the entrances so brett gives his glasses which uh you remember these from the match so i've got my like 35 now <laughs> probably actually little kid, yeah uh, but yeah, he gives his glasses to a little kid, uh, gets back in the ring. They kind of have a little face off, uh, really briefly there. Um, and then they kind of go back and forth with some wrestling. So they, you know, things didn't start heated. 
Uh, but they eventually escalated uh, to to them kind of, you know, tempers flaring up and, and you know, things boiling over. I, the beginning of the match wasn't like, it's was pretty basic. Well, it got better. It progressively got a lot better. Well, uh, and that's how it should be, because if it's the yeah. opposite, then you're left with just kind of a flat note. That's so you, true. Have, to, I, you yeah. have to escalate things over the course of the match. If you start at 100 miles per hour, then at the end of the match, it's like, where do you go from there? Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think I was going to get like sucked into this one towards the beginning, um, <laughs> but I ended up. That's yeah, a good match. I'm glad I'm glad we, we won you over. Yeah. Me. Roddy Piper and Bret Hart, mm-hmm. the three of us, and the referee. <laughs> and the Hart Foundation. And the penis referee, <laughs> penis haircut referee, won you all over. So let's just jump to the point where Piper spit his gum at Bret Hart. You, mm, you always that, yeah. You always like the spit. You always grab it. And like, I never realized how much spitting there was in wrestling until uh, you kept pointing it out. I think that's your main role in the show. <laughs> it's, it's just something like wrestlers i guess do but like <laughs> it's just it's such a disrespectful fucking thing to do and like it's kind of like i mean it's still it's not like appreciated but like they they're like okay you just spit on me shit and i'm not like i gotta kick it up a notch like right um that one i missed i i thought he like <laughs> i like kind of drooled <laughs> but i missed that <laughs> like as it bounced off of sure. or something yeah well the thing that i like about this match is like there's justifiable reasons that like you don't necessarily like make excuses for piper for but you can see like why he would react the way that he'd react because he's like this fucking hot-blooded scottish guy and so these things are happening where he's like reacting like super fucking pissed but like there's rationale for doing it so like the reason he spit on brett is because like brett out wrestled them brett basically tossed him outside of the ring piper just runs back in spits at brett like he's pissed yeah and so like that kind of can keeps happening over the course of the match that there's these repeated things where uh like brett brett plays possum he's pretending like his shoulders hurt and then when piper's not looking that's when brett sneaks up on him and like tries to pin him real quick and like that's when piper gets real pissed and like slaps him in the face and shit gets real at that point in time that's when we started bleeding i believe shortly after that was yeah that shortly after uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so there was a couple things so like uh there was the the possum pin uh there was that one bit with the crossbody where brett like jumps at piper uh it was a little awkward like piper tries to catch brett and they kind of they eventually go over the top rope um I remember you commenting on that. It wasn't a great move. He like you could tell this was like a planned <laughs> thing of this match, and like I think maybe he was too low, or like the leverage wasn't there. He's supposed to yeah. get higher, and he, yeah. he just—I mean—he got him over, but it, you could, you know, if some guys watched now thirty-seven matches. I could tell easily when. Uh, <laughs> you know. In my head. So I think you're right, though. But it like it was definitely something they had planned in advance. Like, we need to do this fucking thing. And so it was like going to happen regardless. In my head, the way I can justify it is like, oh, well, Piper was trying to counter. So he wanted to hoist Brett up and kind of like do the thing. But mm-hmm. I agree. It, it, it wasn't yeah. as smooth as some of the other uh, spots that we saw in the match. But uh, then you see Piper hold the ropes open for Brett, who cautiously accepts. Uh, Piper tells Brett that he he's... Sh- Go ahead. He was out for more than 10 seconds, by the way. And I lost the last match off that technicality, so I'm not fucking thrilled with that. Like, <laughs> that was Japan. That was 20 seconds in Japan. This is 10. <laughs> okay, yeah. so this is an American 10. Yeah. An American 10 <laughs> is worth like a true, Japanese true. 60. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. the thing, and we've probably talked about this before, and I know that you're not going to remember this, but I'll just tell you for the sake of this thing. The referee's count can be interrupted for like literally any reason. So 
Let's say that you're in the middle of counting. You're up to like three, four, whatever. If somebody's like touching the ropes, you can then go over to them and be like, hey, get out of the fucking ropes. And then you can go back to your count. One, mm-hmm. two. So like if you're not actively paying attention to the person outside of the ring, you cannot continue to count. So if anything. I didn't give a shit your- about this rule until the last match that I fucking lost, Eric. So well, like- you should be aware of all these rules. It's, it's part of the science. I, but he, what, what was going on that he was paying attention? Like, did he have to restart the count? Piper was holding the ropes open for Brett. Yes. Pi- Piper is illegally in the ropes, and so the referee needs to get him well, out how of is Pi- Because, okay. The so ropes you, are out of bounds. Okay. <laughs> so he's focused on the guy who's in the ring holding the ropes. Right. That's illegal. That's, right. But not the guy who's out. That's, that's the referee's discretion. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, if you're going to be, you know, a, a backseat referee, then this is a different podcast. I mean, I don't want to shit on this referee by any means. He's my favorite referee of all time. <laughs> but. Well, he got his comeuppance, in my opinion. He fucked me over. <laughs> well, no, he didn't. He didn't he fu- fuck me over. He fucking won. <laughs> Just c- comparatively to, you know. If that, in fact, if you would have counted Brett off, you would have lost. I don't know if I'd call it at that point. No, you hadn't. Okay. But I would have told you. You would have called if I had told you, "Hey, you need to make your pick." You would have picked Brett. <laughs> you think you I would have? Ca- you think I would have called it in like the very beginning because he dropped his bell? Like, that's yeah, not- you would have. Maybe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would have. But anyway, so Piper open after the very generous ten count. So Brett cautiously accepts Piper's opportunity or his his kind of gracious mm. opening of the ropes, and that's when Piper's like, "Hey, your shoe's untied." Brett goes to tie a shoe, and Piper just uppercuts him in the yeah. face, and that yeah. is where Brett starts bleeding. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, he was. <laughs> there was a lot of blood coming out. He's he's yeah. leaking. Quick quick story around that. No one was supposed to bleed at that show. So at WrestleMania 8, no one was supposed to No one to held bleed. razor blades in there. Well, I'm not saying that no one bl- razor bladed themselves. Uh-huh. I'm saying that no one was supposed to bleed. Was there, why were they? Because uh, it was 1992 or like... Well, what do you, what's your question? Why, why were they not supposed to bleed in this match? Because it was 1992. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because basically yeah. Vince McMahon said, like, no blood. Yeah, like, he gave yeah, that yeah. that mandate, like, that no one was supposed to bleed. And there were actually two matches on the show that did have blood in them. One of them was the match that we saw, Bret Hart versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. And then the other match was Ric Flair versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Ric Flair drew a shitload of fucking blood, probably even more than Brett got in his match. But Ric Flair, because he made it so obvious that he had bladed himself, he got fined Mm. by the company. Bret Hart claimed that it was... I don't know, something like the ring steps or something like that. That'd probably be easy to claim. Yeah. Yeah. So you're supposed to make a little hurt anyway. You claim anything. Yeah. So he and Piper Um, basically figured out in advance, like, okay, we need to get blood, but we need to make it where it's like not super obvious, like where the blood came from. Was it, was it like beneficial for them, for like them personally to like draw blood, but not the company overall didn't want like, like, yeah. Basically. Okay. So Piper and Brett, like, so so at this point in time, the, the thing they have to keep in mind, so like Rowdy Piper, Roddy Piper, was an established name in mm-hmm. wrestling. Like, he was a big star. He'd been in movies. Yeah. Like, he was as close to a household name as you could get without being Hulk Hogan, basically. Bret Hart, while being a successful wrestler, he was not on like that top level of being like mm-hmm. a really well-known wrestler. And like, he wasn't at the top of the company. Piper wanted to help Brett out. And he wanted to make sure that the match was like something that people could point to is like, okay, this is elevating Brett from here up to here. Yeah. And so they both thought 
hey, if we get some blood, that's going to make this match a lot more intense. Like people are going to be like way more into it if they see like Brett yeah. fighting through all this blood yeah. and like still continuing. It is. I was fucking more interested in it. Like, but yeah. I, 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 I get like the other. <laughs> that's that's an interesting uh, kind of dynamic to the. And that, and not to go on a a big tangent about this, but that's why pro wrestling is the best art form ever. (laughs) (laughs) And and I know you're laughing, and there's probably people that are listening to me laughing right now, but let me tell you the reason why. Because pro wrestling could be anything. Think of any other art form where it can be anything. If you're a stand-up comedian, and I love stand-up comedy, Mm. but if you're a stand-up comedian, what's your job? Your job is to make people laugh. If you're not making people laugh, you're not really doing a very good job of Mm. what you're supposed to be doing. If you're an actor, your job is to recite lines. And maybe those lines make people laugh. Maybe they don't. But like at the end of the day, there's not a whole lot of creative freedom that you have to what you're doing. If you're a pro wrestler and you're basically told like, I want this person to win. I want this person to lose. You got 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You can do anything you want in those 10 minutes. If you wanted to make it funny, you could do that. If you wanted to make it serious, you can do that instead. And it's like... You have so much creative freedom. You're just using your body to sort of go through these things, but you can elicit whatever emotions you want from people. I think that's a good argument. Like, to, <laughs> like I mean, like it's like a little abstract inside, like you know this this, but you kind of have the idea of what you want to like create. Sure, but you have like this opportunity to be like really creative inside. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of that, like you said, that uh, interesting take. I haven't really thought of it like that. Um, but yeah, I mean that was. And I mean, like in WWF, you have definitely way less freedom than you would any other mm. time. But if you were to go to like an indie show, those guys literally can do anything the fuck they want. But it's kind of what wrestling is. Even like coming into this, like that's what I would have thought of wrestling. I was like, okay, there's like, <laughs> there's like a, probably a given outcome like that, you know, like, mm-hmm. and but how are they going to make this like, it's very entertaining and they always, you know, there's always some sort of like sub drama and like, yeah. You know, um, and for the most part, that's up for the guys to decide. Now, yeah. when you get to a bigger company, they usually have like agents who are helping to quote unquote produce the match. But especially if you're in the indies or anything like that, like it's up to you to kind of figure out like, okay, what makes the most sense? And like, maybe it sucks or maybe it's good, but it's a hundred percent on you to figure Sometimes that out. Sometimes it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the blindfold match, yeah. which is the greatest match that we've seen so far. Ryan really did it dirty uh, by ranking it so low, but uh, ladder match. The ladder match is the best. It's the best scientifically. We'll yeah. see if this okay. match is better. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. We'll do the science. Where were we? Uh, where the fuck were we? That's a great question. Okay, so Brett starts bleeding. We'll jump ahead a little bit. So basically, there's a little bit of back and forth. Like Brett's really kind of selling. He's the one mm-hmm. like on the on the defensive for the most part. Piper's kind of like you know doing a bunch of stuff to him. Uh, there was a couple of moves that you liked. What were the moves that you liked? It was a really good, like, he kind of, like, grabbed him by the head and, like, threw, just threw him right into his knee as the knee was on. Oh, you're talking about Brett grabbing Piper? Uh, oh, oh, you're I talking about Piper. I think so. I think it was, so, think it was Piper, like, coming up on Brett. It a was knee just lift. a solid move. Yeah. Yeah, I, he basically just, like, thrusted his knee up towards yeah. Brett's face. And you really liked that, which it, is a fucking simple they, move. I thought, I thought in this one they both landed fucking really solid <laughs> moves. Like, yeah, I agree. Solid moves. <laughs> Authentic. Solid moves. Authentic ass moves. <laughs> you have to fucking get up the sores or something like What? <laughs> <laughs> Chicago Ryan's going to come back with so many words. Uh, it's going to be great. One move that you didn't like, as I'm browsing through these notes, uh, the jabs that Piper was throwing at Brett. No, he, he threw two, like, bullshit jabs. No, he threw... They were fine. <laughs> they were both bullshit jabs, actually. And then bullshit. he threw, like, one more and, like... 
flipped him onto the on his back. It was so. It was the big right hand. They do right? that shit all the fucking time in wrestling, and it's the most ridiculous it, fucking move. I every time it's ridiculous. Roddy Piper is a Golden Gloves trained <laughs> boxer. Okay, okay. Of course, his right hand's going to pack more punch than the normal man, Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Doy. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then uh, fast forwarding. So uh, Brett starts coming back. I think at this point in the match, you were kind of a little hesitant, like, oh, shit, did I make the wrong pick? Because like now Brett's in control of this match, even though he's bleeding a shitload. Uh, he's yeah. and, and again, Brett's offense, God, it looks so good. Everything, every move that Bret Hart does looks so crisp and so smooth and like there's no holes in it. Like you don't watch a Bret Hart match and like specifically the moves that he's doing and be like, oh, that's fake. Oh, that's bullshit. Like everything just looks fucking solid uh, as you're browsing through it. Uh, Then the referee gets knocked out. Uh, Bret Hart is kind of down in the ring. Piper grabs the ring bell. What did you think about the ring bell incident? I thought I should just fucking hit him with it. Like (laughs) You would have lost. Yeah, I mean, I did think at that point, like, it was over for Brett. I thought he was going to hit him, and, like, sure. then you can't count him out. There's no, I mean, like, mm-hmm. oh, it was done. Um, and Can I tell you, you oh, go ahead. Well, go you ahead. were just saying, like, he was looking around at the crowd to see if this was, like, and then he decided to play the good guy and, like, toss back and, right. like, and fucking lost. So so here's yeah. what happened. So, so Roddy Piper, when the referee's knocked out. So Roddy Piper, as we've talked about, he was, like, a notorious bad guy. He made his name being the foil, being the enemy of Hulk Hogan back in the early 80s. So, like, when he came up, like, that's what he was. Now, granted, at the, this time in 1992, he had been a good guy for, like, five years or so. Uh, but everyone knew kind of he had, like, this sort of mean streak to him, like he was this hot-blooded guy, whatever. But, like, it wasn't out that far out of his character to, you know, hit somebody with a foreign object or whatever. Um, I remember as an eight-year-old kid seeing that, and, like, while I was hoping that Piper was going to win, I was also one of those people like, no, Ronnie, don't do it, no! And so when he's milking the crowd reaction and kind of, like, lowering the bell down and, like, looking at the fans, and they're all chanting, no, don't do it, like... Fucking win the fun fair and square. And then he throws the bell away. Like that's this big triumphant moment where he's like, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to lean into being this fan favorite as opposed to, you know, taking the the easy way out. And then he locks on his finishing maneuver, which is a deadly sleeper hold. Yeah. Uh, The submission hold is as old as time itself. And he throws illegal. An illegal hold, by the way. Yes, absolutely. And just, yeah, you're putting pressure on the sides of the man's neck. So there's no blood getting to their brain. So they pass out. That's the idea behind the sleeper hold. Uh, And so Brett counters by uh, going over to the corner, uh, using both feet to push off of the turnbuckle. And then he rolls up uh, Piper for a pin and he gets the pin. It was, it was a nice move. Uh, Yeah. It wasn't, I I mean, it was actually, it was a, it was a great move, I guess. I mean, yeah, I thought you were underselling it based on your reaction when you were watching it live. So, uh, yeah, I, you gave me I had, like a Jack Nicholas, z- like, yeah, <laughs> I had zero confidence that was going to be in the match. I was a hundred percent certain that was just like a get out of it. The match is going to go <laughs> on. I've seen too many of these fucking things. Um, that was a shocking finish to me. So, your reaction was more like, I didn't think that was going to work more than like no, what a maneuver no, type I, of thing. I, okay, I, no, I. Thought he was gonna fucking lose the match at this point. Like, uh, I was, I was very surprised. You to see resigned him yourself, but it was a nice like. It, again, it's that creativity. You know, get mm-hmm. up on the rings with your leg, flip them over. Yeah. You're still kind of pinned, but you pinned him back. Like, <laughs> technically, you want, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it good. Uh, and then we have the end of the match where Piper, you know, you're not really sure if he what he's gonna do that sort of thing, but he ends up kind of giving the belt to Brett, putting the belt on him. That was good. 
bow tie to the match. Little sportsmanship. Yeah, it was uh, nice. Nice to see. It's been a while, I feel like, since we've seen a really nice... Likes a bit of sportsmanship. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'd have to go on the list. I'm not I'm not quite sure. I could be wrong. It could have been a couple weeks ago. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> it could have been. We'll say it's yeah. been a really long but, uh, time. But it feels just like it's been a while. Yeah. It has been. Let's say that. Uh, anything else around the match that uh, I missed? I, I think that's everything. That was it, yeah. All right. Shall we do the science? I think we probably should. Yeah, let's see. This was this was higher up. Um, okay. Top I just want to go like probably top, top seven. Oh, wow. Okay. That's like, a really specific top well, seven. Well, I'm saying like I, uh, I'd i probably have to rewatch this like Bret Hart match that we had before, but this was a great Bret Hart match. Yeah. I would I would say just going off my gut. Okay. Um, that this would be above the current number seven position. So um, not only do we have a Hulk section, but now we're establishing a, a Bret Hart a, section. A Bret Hart, se- a Hart section. The Hart Foundation. <laughs> the Hart Foundation of matches. Um, yeah, for me, let's see. Not that my opinion matters to you, because uh, if anything, you've proven that you will generally steer <laughs> away from anything I say. Do I like Roddy Piper versus Bret Hart more than I like Mr. Perfect versus Bret Hart? Man, that's a hard fucking question. Gosh. I won that match, too. You <laughs> that, yeah. that that influence your decision at all? The fact that you won it? Um, man. Do I, what do I, what do I think is better? I think I have to give a, a I won't say, I'll let you rank. First. I think, I think what I want to do is like it, and this is, <laughs> I don't think it's, I feel like a good place to put this would be number six. Okay. I think it's a good, I, I just, I feel like. So the new number six, so above yeah, Chris I feel Champion like, versus Don Valentine. I honestly like, I'm. Don Valentine, Christian, I what, which, uh, not that you I know what, you know what, do you have a free moment? I mean, I know you're very busy. Well, you have like a highlight reel of it or something. The match itself takes two minutes. You want to review what yeah. you ranked number fucking six? Wait, no. holy shit. I think, was this in our middle of our, uh huh. Now, now, most people, to be fair, most people I don't even think listen to this goddamn episode because the audio was so bad. So let's just, <laughs> no, really... no, no, we can watch it. We can watch it. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think, um, <laughs> what, don't you... No, I, I think I'm okay with this place. Okay, yes, good. I'm I, okay I, that you're I, okay I, with I, it. I do remember like watching it now and you being like super... Fu- I remember the match. Okay. And I remember you being like notably upset about where I placed it in this yes. rank. And I still am. Um, I still think it should be where it is, but yes, I will drop it one to place okay. this one ahead of it. Okay. I think that's... Yeah. Okay, so this is the new number six. Yeah. Uh, I, I, now I think it's even more fair place for it. Mm-hmm. But that's. I the, mean, there's no fucking way it should be as high as it is, for the record. But uh, this match or this match is fine. Okay, yeah. Chris Champion versus Don Valentine is the biggest amount of Great bullshit match. that we've ever had on the Hardmark podcast of all time. Uh, we should end the episode. Yeah, we should end it the same way that we um, we end every everything. Man, I'm really torn on what on what this is going to be. Yeah. Hmm. Get a get a good one. Get something controversial out there. Like, okay, uh, I'm not prepped enough for one of them, so I think I know which the other one is. What I'm gonna do. So, okay, welcome everyone. It's that time of every hard mark episode. Everyone's favorite thing. Everyone hates Ryan's corner, and everyone loves Eric's wisdom tree. 
You don't think that we're running that gimmick into the ground yet? I think it's good. It's okay. fine. I- okay. Here, here. This is this is less wisdom and more just something that I'm like mulling over as as time goes on. So, um, trimming nails, trimming fingernails. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand what people do to make sure that their nails don't shoot all over the room. Is this mm. just me? Am I the only one who's having this problem? <laughs> I I usually just drop them right onto like my coffee table. What? When I'm trimming my nails, I do it like I'll do it um like on my couch and just drop them on and like clean them up, but like I don't they don't shoot all over the place. How do they not shoot? How do they just drop? Mine never drop. Mine usually Mine... get caught in the clippers. Like like the nail gets caught in there. Mine go fucking everywhere like if i so i'll oftentimes do it like in the bathroom right and i'll do be over like a trash can so it's dropping into the trash can not on the coffee table because that's gross that's where people do cocaine ryan anyway <laughs> uh, fucking wish <laughs> but uh when i trim my fingernails they just they blast like gunfire wow. literally this past week i'm not making this up i swear to god it sounds like bullshit but it's, i swear it's not i was trimming uh, that's right. I was trimming my left thumbnail. Uh, and so, you know, we, we can all imagine what, what trimming your left thumbnail looks, looks like. You're using your right hand to trim that. I shit you not. When I trimmed, I think, like the right half of that thumbnail, it shot into my right thumb. Hmm. It was embedded into the skin of my right thumb. Now, it didn't draw blood, but it was like lodged in there. That's how much force is being generated for me. Maybe you need my- shitty fingernail clippers, like ones with less force. Or you, less- you, do you think, you think it's too much force? Is I don't, that what's I causing don't, this? I don't know, but like maybe my... I, I, do you drink milk? Well, you don't drink milk. That's, maybe that's milk. it. Maybe my nails are so strong because Calcified. of all the milk. Yeah, maybe all that calcium. Know. Maybe you have soft nails because of your poo-poo problems. I don't know. I don't even really know, honestly, what nails are like made of or what's... <laughs> Is it is it like part is it like a bone thing like I, I don't know let's you, I mean, well you just I'm gonna made sound it sound stupid like if you. I talk more about it I mean I'm not like you where I can just make up science facts about snakes and shit and make <laughs> myself sound like as if I know what I'm talking about I mean you but. have the power to edit anything to make it sound however you like Eric <laughs> our viewers will see at some point right clearly yeah um, anyone who follows this uh, hard mark on social media has seen all of my highly edited clips to make Ryan sound like a big dummy yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have that, that same issue. They just, they get caught in there and I just drop them and then I, I toss them. <laughs> like I, I'm not like, disg- I, I, I clean up the area, but I, I don't stand over like the sink and do it. Cause then they get caught in the drain and like, well, yeah, I wouldn't do it in a sink. Why? Yeah. Who would do it in a well, sink? Well, I don't also don't stand over my garbage can. I have in the, in the bathroom, you have to like put your foot on it and it lifts up and it's a small, like catching area. Uh huh. Um, so I just, you know, before. I just at the on the couch and just right over there and clean them up and what but, about your toenails your toenails don't do that you don't have this issue with toenails either no and so I was, there's a there's a boy meets world episode mm-hmm. um where they talk about the same subject and he's like shooting fingernails across the room it's like a game they play mm-hmm. um i've never experienced it personally but it sounds like you i wonder now i'm spitballing out loud here mm-hmm. what if do you have fingernail clippers and toenail clippers or no you i just have one you have toenail clippers just fingernail clippers oh that you use for toenails yeah yeah that doesn't seem that doesn't seem reliable they're not great (laughs) it takes a little bit of like (laughs) 
a little bit of brute force, but like, yeah, I can yeah. see that. It doesn't hurt. Like, I just have to well, like, sure. And, and it's mostly only the toenail that you have to work on. Every, I mean, yeah. your your other toes are pretty much like fingernails. <sighs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Do you, my sometimes. Yeah, my toenails, Heather, will uh, attest for the fact that they they can cut a bitch if uh, if I'm not careful. I yeah, they're not yeah. I wonder if I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. Hard mark listeners. The next time I trim my fingernails, I'm going to use toenail clippers and I'm going to see if this helps on this situation. I will report back because my fingernail clippers always shoot that shit. So I'm thinking maybe toenail clippers will have enough force where they're kind of containing it. Uh, I don't know. Do, I, I have a question. Do, yeah. you, do you find it like I, <laughs> I find it very like important to like, do that with your finger like trim them like constantly but i <laughs> also find it so. like very uncomfortable like i do not like the feeling of clipping my um my fingernails I, yeah yeah i can i i don't like the feeling of sometimes it sometimes you like snap one it's like oh my god like you know like i just it fucking about, hurts like snapping one. you just get one and like you get it right, like if you don't start at the right spot i try to start over on the side sure and then clip throughout but yeah sometimes like you just you get one like in the middle of maybe your thumb or like your a sensitive finger and mm-hmm. you just and it fucking hurts like i i don't know if that's like it badly it's like it, yeah i don't know i'm not no? sure that i'm picking so you up on snap this. your nails like across the room but it doesn't ever hurt i mean they 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 fire off like a, i mean i don't i'm not cutting them to the quick uh, no no know. no just like if you get like a solid piece of nail though yeah. like maybe like in the middle it it's I, I, it's uncomfortable every time that I do it. I don't uh, love it, but it's not uncomfortable. I'll okay, say that. Yeah, I don't know if I've had, but my one toe, like the nail is like very, like the, uh, I don't, what do they call it? The little area that's kind of attached to the finger, to the toenail or fingernail, like underneath that it's like oh, adhesed I, to. I don't know. Okay. Well, either way, that goes like basically to the end of my toe. So it's like I can't really cut it down that, that low. Yeah. This is an exciting conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Every once in a while, I'll get one that like, get, like I had one recently, and it's, it's get that like hangnail feeling, and like fuck, I've been getting a lot of hangnails lately. It's nasty stuff. Like it's Fucking it's never any it. good. I usually just try to get a pair of scissors in there as close to the skin as possible and cut it out. Oh god, um, I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that at all. Yeah. Have you ever had an ingrown nail? I've never had that. I had one. I had friends that have had it, and it sounds fucking nasty. I've got a toe. One of my toes here. Um, they they cut all the nail off of one side so it's like got a like a empty spot not a big one but like mm. a very small is it growing back no it's been years oh. it's just that way now yeah uh, i just go to the doctor for that i guess mm-hmm. see i'd be in deep shit if i hadn't ingrown <laughs> yeah well i mean you know maybe we'll just, just come to it. eric's house and like how yeah. they how they do it for you like <laughs> you know they just uh i don't know use the handsaw or something yeah yeah Perfect. All right. Well, that that's the perfect end of this show. I mean, how could we end it any better than that? Uh, so <laughs> that was episode. Did we ever even say? I'm not sure that we did. Episode 32, mm. the Hardmark Podcast. That's good. Yeah, it's a good amount of episodes. That's a that's it's a solid run. Probably probably good to end it. But we're not gonna. Uh, next time, I don't actually know what we're gonna watch next time. There's WWE Network issues that are happening. Maybe I'll talk about them more uh, next episode. But yeah, I don't know. I have two ideas. We're going to go in one of those directions. Okay. One. No, you're just... <laughs> I thought you were done. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not done yet. Okay. okay. I'm not done yet. We're <laughs> either going to watch a scaffold match. Nice. 
or we're going to watch a uh, two-on-two extreme rules tag team match. I don't know which one we're going to watch yet, but one of those two things will be coming up in episode uh, 33. So be on the lookout for that. But uh, again, find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Give us a follow. Uh, we really appreciate you. We love you. We're going to propose to you really soon. Uh, and that's it. That's it. And if you're not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. Take it, sleazy, everybody. Goodbye. What? You're ruining my intro. (laughs) Fuck. Just do it again. You're not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. I had a lot more passion the first time. Take it, sleazy, everybody. I want to milk you with my vacuum cleaner?